Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on whenever you're watching. Thank you for tuning in to the Respected Zone podcast on YouTube. This is episode 123, or should I say episode 123. It's very fitting because tonight is another wrestling episode, and tonight we're going to be talking about SummerSlam 2023, giving you our predictions, uh, telling you about some gripes that we have about this particular card. On Saturday night, as you know, SummerSlam is this Saturday at Detroit Forest Field. I've been to Forest Field. It's a nice stadium. It's a pretty stadium out there, and it holds about 80,000 people. I'm sure WWE, WWE will get about 65, 70,000 in there. It should be a loud crowd, good crowd. So without further ado, let me introduce my co-host tonight. The second half, the other half of the two-man power trip on the, the Super Zone podcast. Chris, introduce yourself. The man, the legend is back. Yes, sir. Like my brother said so eloquently, two-man power trip back in the attic again. The United episode, we got a sadly just some aggression off our chest. Yeah, um, I mean it, it looks like a it looks like a good card, but we just have a couple of really big nitpicks. You can't really call them nitpicks; they're actually like major problems. Details. Uh, it's major problems, but we're gonna get into it right now. There's eight card. I'm looking at this card right now. It's eight matches officially announced for the SummerSlam card, and we're gonna go. I mean, I could go down the list if you want me to. You can say all of them if you want. Okay, so just getting that off the bat. Just starting with a SummerSlam Battle Royal. I don't know where these matches are gonna be placed, and I can ask you later on where you think certain matches should be placed. You know, because you know what the main event is. You know what the main event is. But you know, where should these other matches go? Um, throughout the card. So let me just break it down. First, SummerSlam Battle Royal, which is completely unnecessary, but whatever. We have Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler, former best friends, going up in an MMA rules match. So I'm assuming it's going to be an MMA fight in the WWE ring. I have no idea. You know it's going to be no disqualifications, no holds barred, that type of thing, but MMA rules, is it going to be a cage? Are you going to put a little octagon in there? I don't know. I don't know what's going on there, but um, Ronda Rousey, Sheena Baszler. Then we have Drew McIntyre challenging Gunther. Gunther for the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. That should be, you know, that's my radar for a match of the night going off there. Ooh. Uh, another contender for match of the night, Ricochet, one on one with Logan Paul. Depending on how much time they give them, could be, you know, a potential night stealer. Then we have Asuka. Defending her championship, the Women's Undisputed Championship against Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair in a triple threat match. One of just two women's matches on the card. The only women's championship match on the card, which I'm going to get into really very shortly. Then we have Cody Rose's Brock Lesnar in a rubber match. Seth Rollins, World Heavyweight Championship against Finn Balor, a rematch of SummerSlam seven years ago. And then the main event, Roman Reigns. Defending the undisputed universal title against his cousin Jake Uso in a tribal rules. What is it? Tribal combat. Tribal combat. Tribal combat match. No idea. Once again, it could be. There's gonna be no qualifications. The whole part. No idea what a tribal combat match could look like. Sounds fun. So, all that being said. Eight matches on this card. There are two particular matches that are just glaring misses on this card right now. 
first of all, Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus. This match will be a Monday Night Raw match. This match is not on the SummerSlam card this Saturday. That's unbelievable. That's just one thing. And then you have your women's world champion, Rhea Ripley, also without a dance partner. Chris, what is, what is, what do we call him, Paul? Mr. Levesque? I mean, Hunter? What no. is, what's going on? You don't get Hunter Hearst Thompson anymore. I can't call him Triple H. I'm calling him. Where are the big name ladies on this card, man? That's the thing. I don't know. And, and what boggles my mind really about all this is the fact that, I mean, we know the WWE draft really doesn't make a lot of sense. We don't look that much into it. I mean, yeah, it's cool to see the draft happen, but we know it really doesn't mean anything. But we saw during the draft a very good amount of women wrestlers get drafted to the Raw brand. Now, I'm not saying that those wrestlers had to be put in a title at SummerSlam. What I, I, I'm looking at this, this Raw Women's Division lineup, and it's, it's, it's a little slim, I got to say. One of the biggest stars who isn't your champion is tied up in this feud, which is not properly being showcased. And outside of her, it's really, like, it's kind of slim. It, it is slim. And I think the problem with that is, again, you drafted all these women wrestlers, and from the draft, the only one who's really getting the push is Zoe Stark. And like you just said, Zoe Stark is tied up in a feud right now with Becky and Trish. I haven't seen Candice LeRae that much. I haven't seen Indy Hartwell that much. And she got caught up at the one NXT women's title. I want her to have a long break. For all that, you would have kept her in NXT. Uh, who else we haven't seen? I mean, we see Liv Morgan and Raquel, but they're only seeing them in tag team action. And as of right now, they both look like they're injured. We don't need to see Rhea versus Natalia for the fifth time in the past month, month or two months. We don't need to see that. So at this point, you're out of options. But what you could have done, what we've seen before, just little snippets of it, go back to NXT days when we saw Raquel Rodriguez against Rhea Ripley. The only difference is Raquel's the face and Rhea's the heel now. Why not revisit that? We know the history. Best friends. Best friends developing in the performance center together. Raquel Rodriguez, or formerly known as Raquel Gonzalez at the time, turning heel. Team up with Dakota Kai. Now the muscle for Dakota Kai. The War Games match. When she fought Rhea at the at NXT. It wasn't a false count anywhere match. How insane was that? You know they had the capability of being a great match against each other. Why not revisit the rivalry if you can't find anybody else? And I think what hurts more about I'm it not is... I'm entirely mad at that. Exactly. And I know seeing... Like, I'm, say, not, I'm not a huge Raquel fan. Sorry. I don't think she's bad. I'm just not sold yet. They just haven't given her enough to get me sold outside of the tag team division. So it's like, I get where your love for her comes from, but it's like, she doesn't do it for me. But that's a great idea because you got to do something other than exactly. Italian. I mean, Please. Nikki Cross, maybe. I mean, Caden Carter, she's tied up in a tag team. Katana Chance, Piper Niven, Maxine Dupree. I mean, Maxine, they're, they're giving her momentum. Yeah, they're getting hurt. Nice, like, that could be a fun baby face underdog, you know, match at SummerSlam. I don't think she's ready for that quite yet. And that's probably. I don't know. No, she's not ready. So it's something that you may save 
or down the line maybe at the end of the year. Should be a fun match. But of these names, Raquel is the only one you can look at and say, all right, we know she's in a tag team, but let's just, you know, strap the rocket to her, have her win some matches, and then challenge for the championship. And then you have a compelling story already, so you, you know it's going to be a great match. It's going to be a physical match. And you know that you have a story, you have a background already. It's sitting in your lap. Just get creative. Right there. It's right there. It's literally right there. Give the people, I would say give the people what they want, but they, you know, they might not know that they want it until they hear it. Like, give the people what they may want. All I'm saying is, like you said, Jonah, the women's division on Raw is very bad. It's very bad. I, I don't even want to say bad. It's just they're not giving them anything. That's, just, that's why. That's why it's bad because they don't. We don't give them anything. We see the same five, six women on every Raw. Yeah. What was the last time we never? Indy Harwell has not wrestled yet. Now she could the same card on Raw. To be honest with you, just in general. Right. It's a little. It's a little repetitive. Just a little. What was the last time we saw Carter? And, what was the last time we saw Carter and Chance? A, a month ago when they when they faced Ronda. Ronda basically for the tag team titles. That was the only, that was the debut match. They they had two more matches after that. I haven't seen them since. Give them a chance. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. And listen, even if you want Rhea Ripley to win at SummerSlam, that is cool. I just want her to be in a damn match. Of course, she should. Like that's she needs to have a long championship ring, a long ring. It's but you gotta she, make us care about it. You can't just put this bell on her and just. Let her just, you know, coast just because she's Rhea Ripley and we love her. I mean, give her something to do outside of the Judgment Day. And I get that. Judgment Day is kind of, you know, the the faction is the story right now, as Greg said in the group chat. Like, the faction itself is the story. But still, give her something to do. Dom is defending the North American Championship on free television. She can defend the world title at SummerSlam. Come on. That's all I want. That's all I want. They put so much hype around her after that fantastic match against Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. And ever since then, the biggest match she has had in her title reign was against Zelina Vega at Backlash. And that wasn't even, and if we're being real, it wasn't a good match. We really enjoyed the match because Zelina got that pop. She really got that pop, which was fantastic to see. But when you look at the match, it really wasn't a good match. After that, she's faced Natalia a number of times. I, have they, they, I don't even think they've had one technically match. Because remember, two times she attacked her before the bell even rang. Well, there was never even a match. So we really had one match with Natalia. And yeah, like she's defended the SmackDown Women's Championship, but once it got converted to the Women's World Title, she hasn't. Exactly. It's been nothing. It's been and that's, right. that's all we want. Like 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 Greg said. Like Greg said, she used to be the champion of the faction. Now she's just a faction and just a champion in that faction right now. She, she used to stand out. As a, she, she's not standing out as much anymore just due to the fact that she don't wrestle. And she can wrestle. I want to see her wrestle. Put her in like, we, we know Finn Balor is kind of like the de facto leader of that group. Right. She can kind of like, she could be like seen as the leader of the group if she just like put her in action like look. She's feuding with the men more than she is with the women. Exactly. I want to see her beat ladies up. I want to see her run through that division, but they got to make us care about the division Please. first. Like, if these, these ladies clearly are they're capable of being good, that's not great. 
They made it through NXT. They're on the main roster. Why are they on the main roster if you're not going to use them? Why are they on the main roster if you're not going to make us care? This is what I don't like. Just so we know that, I don't know if you know this, Jonah, but we know that the big match down the line, I don't know how far down the line, but the big match, I think, to usher in the next generation of women's wrestlers will eventually be, whenever whenever that is, Bianca Belair against Rhea Ripley for a world title. We all know that's that's going to be the that's going oh, to that's be WrestleMania. Right. I, I don't know April. when it, that's next April. If it, if it is, I can't wait. I don't know. But if that, Bianca wins another uh rumble match. Or she does, she can win elimination chamber. Either she, one. She could. But but we know that but we know when that match happens, we know that it's going to be the change in the guard for the woman for the women's division. Your job right now is to build them up to those high statures so that when they clash It'll be a match we all want to see. Now, you gave Bianca that rub when you gave her the longest woman's title reign of the modern era. Bianca got that rub right now. Now, I mean, she's probably going to win some more titles before she faces Rhea, but she's there. You got to get Rhea to that level now. And she was on that trajectory after that WrestleMania match with Charlotte Flair. But ever since then, it's just been slowly, slowly going downhill. It's just been mid ever since. And she's not a mid type of wrestler. She's already over with the mommy gimmick. As you can clearly see, it's over. Just let her wrestle. She is not MJF. She can't just go out there and talk on the mic for however many weeks and then just wrestle every once in a while. Let her wrestle. I want to see her wrestle because she's great at it. It's fun watching Rhea Ripley go in that ring and do what she does. It's fun. That's all I want to see. Now, even if you don't have a lot of competition, I don't care if she has to face Raquel and Liv at back-to-back pay-per-views. I don't care if she has to face them. Indy Hart, I don't care. I don't care how it works. But build her up. She needs to be built up. As of right now, she's just a champion. That's all I see her as right now. I don't like that. That's all. Yeah. It's, no. You're spitting. Right. It's. And, and I mean, we're all, we're all around the topic of the women's division. So, I don't want to yeah, say. Let's, let's get into it. Let's get I into can't it. say anything more about Rhea. I, I've already said everything I say about Rhea. But this, this, this right here. Is a travesty. It's a travesty. Because it makes sense. Ever since Rich turned on Lita and Becky, we've been waiting to see a match. We got the first match. We did. We got a match, but we it, did get the match. We complete the story. Right. We got the match. We this wasn't a one-off. Right. And, we, and, and that's good. I'm glad Trish got that win. I'm glad she got the win. That was the right thing to do. It was right. Now, you had this whole build-up, which we were seeing. Leading into SummerSlam. There were commercials with Becky Lynch advertised for SummerSlam. So now I'm the I'm sure people bought tickets to see, to Becky. see Becky. And she might have a segment, but No. We need a match. That's what I'm saying. We look at the official match card and everything's on there except Trish versus Becky. Get that which we call, out of here, man. It can be pre show. That can be pre-show. Get the battle royal up. Yes. Even if, even right LA, since, you, since y'all don't, clearly don't care about LA Knight right now, quote unquote, waiting on the right time to push him. We'll talk about that later. Let's stay on Becky versus. Well, yeah, don't, don't jump the gun. Don't yeah. jump the gun, please. We're gonna talk please. about that later. But like you said, you could put the battle royal in the pre-show. You could have, in my opinion, Cody versus Brock as the first as the opener because that's the first main event. I can see that, and then you could slide in Becky. Becky versus Trish in that little tertiary period before you get to the second main event, 
which would be Finn versus Seth. That's gonna be, and that's and Finn versus Seth should be the middle pack, like the middle part of the night. You can slip it in right before then. Yeah, I, I was gonna say if, if, if since I know I brought it up earlier, you know where to place matches. If you're not gonna start with Cody and Brock, which would be a crazy way to start, and that match needs a stipulation, by the way. But we'll okay. get into that later. You know, at least like put the World Heavyweight Championship match first. Yes. If you're not gonna be Cody and Brock. Yes. Either way, but. And then you can give, you know, those ladies, like, the whole middle of the show. Like, the middle show, main event, you know, will be dedicated to them. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's But just why? And, 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 I mean, okay. It's cool, I guess, that the match was going to take place in Canada where Trish was from. So, I guess Becky's going to – so, Trish is going to have the home field advantage, which is fine. That's okay, I guess. But I don't want to see him fight in Canada. I want to see him fight at SummerSlam on a pay-per-view. I'm going to watch that on free television. So what if Trish just go? So what if they book for Trish to go over again like she did at Money in the Bank? Then where do you go from there? Because you already missed your landmark in terms of pay-per-views where they could battle it. You're going to put him at a B-rated pay-per-view? You're going to put him on a B-show pay-per-view? We don't want to see him on that. This supposed to be on the A-show pay-per-view. We're just going to watch it on Raw. Come on now. Come on. Come on. They don't just... And listen, Becky Lynch, like, let's just say they did the right thing and put Becky and Trish at SummerSlam. You have Becky go over because, of course, she will because Trish is the Hall of Famer. She's retired. Becky is your star. So, of course, she goes over. And then you can set up a title feud with her and Rhea throughout the whole fall, September, October, into Survivor Series. And you end it there. And have just Becky just be like, just give them like classics because we know what our WrestleMania match needs to be. You know what the WrestleMania match needs to be for the women's world title. So have Becky kind of be that holdover to get her, get Rhea through the fall. You know, to intertwine those two issues, you know, we, we it's it's right here. Like it's right in your lap. Give Rhea a proper SummerSlam match with Raquel. You give Becky and Trish to blow off to their feud that started all the way back in the road to WrestleMania, all right? And then you have those two stories intertwined after the fact. After the two women who need to win their matches win, then they go into a long title program. Simple as that. I don't understand why that's not happening, but at least you got the triple threat. I mean... Yes, I mean the triple, and this is gonna be good. I I I do expect it to be good. I'm not, and I'm glad that's on there. But I mean, come on, man, come on. It's SummerSlam. We want to see all the titles. De- I'm personally at a SummerSlam. I want to see all the titles being defended, all of them. Now, obviously, I know it's not. Oh, oh, and that reminds me. Where is aware? Aware are the undisputed tag team champions. Where aware is the United States Championship? Wasn't there like oh, yeah. a tournament? Yeah, you didn't, oh you didn't hear about that? The United States title is happening at the SmackDown after SummerSlam. That's when the ti- that's when the match is happening. So now Sansa Escobar, little dub. At least I think he should get his little dub on SmackDown instead of getting a nice little it's pop. The United States Championship. Are the tag titles being defended on TV as well? Like what? Those I titles think- and those champions haven't really yeah. felt like anything yeah. since WrestleMania, and we knew that was going to happen because. It was just the bloodline story. That's just like your biggest story in the whole yeah. company. So we knew like the blow off from that, they'll kind of, you know, slow down. They won't be as hot as they were at WrestleMania. 
but you can still make us care about them and a tag team division, but there's no tag teams. It's just Sammy and KO beating up on, you know, star A and star B or, you know, factions. So where, where are the championships? You have what? Four title matches. Four non-title there's matches. Eight- there should be at least five title matches on this card. It's Summer Slam. Second biggest show after WrestleMania. Yeah, sure. The gap between <laughs> WrestleMania and next year's, you know, WrestleMania run, which starts at Royal Rumble. Like, this is the middle point. This is like the mid-season. I don't get it. I don't get it. But, you know, speaking of people being left off the Summer Slam card, this one also makes, I mean, technically, if he's in his battle royal, he'll be on the card, but you know what I mean. He's not in the proper program. He's not in the proper match. He's not going after the U.S. title. He's not Mr. Money in the Bank. We thought, you know, WrestleMania was too soon to really start a program, start a push. Fine. You know, they could have done something, but they, all right, cool. All right. Get it. Money Bank, right around the corner, right? That's his. He's going to win Money in the Bank. Because he got rid of King of the Ring, so he's not going to win that. He'll win Money in the Bank. No. They decided to go with Damien. It's like, all right, cool, Damien. You can kind of see it, even though L.A. should have been a winner. Cool. Damien's got the whole Judgment Day storyline going. They're doing something with the briefcase. Cool. Have him win something. A program, something. U.S. title right there. Awesome theory. He's not a convincing champion. He needs to go heel. Sorry. Any Austin Theory fans out there? There's plenty of them. But um, this this is where you can strike. He's had a you know a solid run with it, 200 plus days. Give to LA Knight. Have LA Knight you know just become a full blown babyface. They turn Austin Theory heel. Kind of do like he's a tweener right now, but it will be like a, a double turn in a sense. And then you know. But he can't even get that. He can't get the U.S. title. So it's like, he's not Money in the Bank material. He's not mid-card champion material. Is he getting a push or not? Simple as that. And where is the push coming from? When does it happen? I don't even know what to say. I, I really don't. I'm just, I'm just frustrated because... Ever since, like you said, he, he started getting those chants right right around WrestleMania time. So, obviously, we know if you were to push him then just a little too early, which makes sense. He could have still been on the card, though. I don't see why you couldn't just have a little Bobby Lashley L.A. night match at WrestleMania. I mean, they're both they're both on SmackDown. Just a little nice little match. Bobby can win. And I, I wouldn't care. Have them both do something, though. They both deserve to be on the card. Then, like you said. Yeah, that's another one. Exactly. But I, know, I guess he'll be in the Battle Royal. He won the Andre Battle Royal, so I guess he can defend his Battle Royal title, I guess. <laughs> like, I guess. Then again, like you said, we slowly progress. He slowly starts to get over a little bit more more each week. And then Money in the Bank comes around. And we know that's when the hype really started to get there for LA Knight. Now, again, we a lot of us a lot of us went to LA Knight to win. We really did. But we're not mad at the decision that was made. And I do like the fact that since Damien Priest has won it, we had that little friction between him and Finn, which is a nice added touch with the whole Judgment Days 
story going on. So I'm, I'm again, I'm not mad at the decision, but like when that U.S. time that U.S. title tournament was announced, and we know L.A. Knight was in it. Come on, I'm a Santos Escobar fan. I am. I like him. I liked him better than Legado del Fantasma than the LWO. Not saying the LWO is bad, but I like him. But come on, come on, come on, yo. It's L.A. Knight. It, it's literally just L.A. Knight. He's had. Did you see the? Did you see the report about what happened in July with him? He had the top selling merch, number one. Yeah. June he was second, third, and fifth. You let us know. Wait, like, come know. on. He's making money. Not- he's a meme, but like in a good way. Like he's exactly. He's over with. You know, of course, the smart fans, the smarts in the community. He's over with them, and he's getting over with the casuals as well. Exactly. Thanks to social media, thanks to memes, you know, he's getting over with the casuals too. Like there was a weatherman, I think you sent the TikTok. Was it a TikTok or a reel of the weatherman? Yeah. He was like doing LA Night Stick on air, live on air. Like Exactly. On. He's going mainstream. You gotta strike. You gotta strike. The you iron strike. Did the, they said that the, the, the iron is on fire. Iron is on fire. It's not third, hot. It's on fire. Bro, if you press it on your skin, it's third degree burns right now. That's how hot it is. Your skin's we, falling off. Like, it's, it's, it's right. nasty work. Right. That's all we want to see. The last was... LA Knight has been battling Hit Row for the past couple of weeks. Hit Row? Come on now. Come on now. You, We got this big battling Hit Row. And one of those times wasn't even on television. It was after the show. It was before the show came on the air. Come on now. <laughs> <sighs> the yeah move. You, we the kid, about- I mean, he's on TV. It could be worse. He could be. He could be. He's on TV. Well, come on, then. We don't see. He could be in the back eating, you know, cut up sand, cut triangle, you know, diagonal shaped sandwiches in the back, some tuna or some turkey sandwiches and some cupcakes. But I mean, he's on TV. But it's like he can do a lot more. I'm just saying. Did they not hear? Did they not hear that reaction? Not the champions. Oh, and Saudi, all Saudi Arabia wanted to see was him. They didn't care. I mean, yeah, it was cool for them to see Roman Reigns. It was cool for them to see Sami Zayn. It was cool for them. They've seen him before. They already seen him. They were chanting "L.A. Night" from the rip. Does that not say anything to you? They were chanting his name. They were what to see. I don't get it. What what else does he have to do? What else? Is it because is it is is the reason why they don't want to push him because Kevin Nash says something about him so he doesn't like him because he reminds him too much of the rock and stone cold? That's you know why Kevin you know That's Kevin and Tripp. Like you know Kevin Tripp's they boys, so you know you know they're in each other's ear about it, but But he re, but he's something fresh, but he reminds us of the past, which is why he's so over. This year movement has the potential to be like what? Yeah. It really has the potential to be like what? Like, are you serious? This man, what, even if what, it's a yes, mid-card yes. title, like you said, even if it's a mid-card title, just let him win something. Just let him win something, please. Boy, I said, he could be, be a feud with a heel that we just don't like, like somebody like the Miz. I mean, I feel like they've done that already, but just somebody like a Miz, like it's just a heel that we just. Just want to see get beat up. Like that would be. I wouldn't even mind seeing even for a non-cut promos. 
Grayson Waller. Is Grayson ready? Grayson Waller. That's the match right there to get him broken in. And then you get LA Knight over. And you build, Grayson and you, Waller loses nothing from the from the fact because he's a part of a white hot, you know, feud. And he's it, got some talent. He's got some he's got some, you know, fans behind him. If anything, he Grayson Waller's get built up more. He's gonna exactly. lose built up more. Because you could so you see he could compete with anybody in the ring. Have him get embarrassed at SummerSlam. He gets mad about it. He's just beating up jobbers and low level guys like, you know, Zawas of the world and the art troops or whatever. He's just beating those guys up week after week. Grayson got- he can still look strong after the fact. And then it's- LA Knight can, you know, go into like a championship, you know, type of a program with Austin Theory. Yes. And have him hold the U.S. title and then, you know, in the Royal Rumble as U.S. champion, you know, maybe he doesn't win the Rumble. Because maybe Gunther or Cody has to win it. And then, you know, even then, he's just, you know, like maybe the final four. So it's like, all right, kind of give him that rub. Like, yeah, he's made it here, just not quite yet. And then maybe in 2020, what, 2025, he wins that Rumble. And then you can strap the rocket to him finally. Or have him win a championship, like, at a SummerSlam, like in the, in, the, in the spring after WrestleMania. Which title? Don't know. Most likely the world title. You got to strike. You got to strike. You have to. You have to. He's he's literally a walking dollar bill at this point. That man, this man just takes a foot out his house and he's printing money for your company. Yeah. I have. See, like just like that. Like, it's catchy. It gets stuck in your head. What is is, is annoying? Is is done? Is dead? Like, it's not dead because it's Steve Austin, but it's like. It's, t- it's low played out, but the one chant is very annoying when someone's trying to cut a promo. But L.A. Knight, they only chant it when he's out there. And it's just, yeah, yeah. And it just catches on like wildfire. It could be like the yes. And maybe, you know, like Daniel Bryan's yes, maybe that goes, you know, just beyond Daniel Bryan. Because we saw the yes chant. It blew up. Like, you see the yes chant everywhere now. And Brian Danielson's in AEW now, and they're still doing Daniel Bryan chant in WWE. So it's like, yeah, could be like that next. Yes. Yeah, yes. You think it's going to be, I feel like it'll be the next one. Like, then obviously, like said, they're not going to get rid of what, but people could really just start saying, yeah, like what? I'm saying, give him something to do. That's that's all I ask. That's that's it. Please, 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 man. Oh, I'm begging you. Speaking of Paul, I'm glad. I, I just need to take this time now. So it's, it's been about roughly over, over one year since he's taken over creative. So I just want to get my yearly evaluation. Oh yeah, please do. When when he stepped foot, when I found out he was taking over creative, my excitement was so high. Because of what he did at NXT and how that brand, even though it was t- considered a TV show or whatever you want to call it, that brand produced the best matches on a year-to-year basis when it came to overall quality of the show or the quality of the matches in all WWE. From 2016, am I from 2016 to 2018? I know 2019 and 2020 were cool, but it was the pandemic era or the start of that one, so it was a little bit down just because of no fans. But for the 2016 to 2018, no, nobody in WWE could touch NXT. Nobody. 
Raw and SmackDown could not touch NXT when it came to matches. And I was a good touch NXT when it came to promos. Because of all the talent they had down there. And I was excited because... Listen, man, 2014 now, and 2015 was a little... It was kind of rough. From, man, it was kind of rough. And it would honestly get kind of worse. But when NXT was going up... And 2016 was a great year for both. But, you know, 14, 15, 17, 18, NXT was kind of... Not in terms of, of course, money and viewership because WWE is just an established product, but the end ring product, like, yeah, like NXT was quietly ahead of the main roster. And in 2019, it just hit a wall and it's just, it's, it, it's kind of, you know, gone up a little bit, but it took a big crash. We don't got time. We don't got time. We don't. Great matches. All those quality, in my opinion, five star that NXT had. We don't have time for all that. But just the excitement level was there. And it hasn't been fully bad. He's had he's done some great things. WrestleMania night one definitely was a great show. A fantastic show. Great. SummerSlam last year in Nashville, Tennessee, very good show. I was not mad at it. I was I'll say most pay-per-views. Just right. about every pay-per-view this year has been at least good to great. I don't think there's been a stinker yet. No, not a full, not all us thinking. We had like bad. We've moments. had bad matches, yeah. For yeah, sure. but he's never put on a bad pay-per-view. Like the fucking Bray Wyatt. Sorry, I, that's fine. You better I, edit I, this out, Colin. But you know the the, the Bray Wyatt match, like yeah, I got to LA Knight. Bray Rumble, the, the the Mountain Dew match, like come on. I mean, that was a low point. That was just like blatant marketing, and it, it was a flop. And then they included our boy L.A. Knight, unfortunately. Uh, but it's it, like the, it, it, the these pay per views have been pretty good. It's just the programming. It's the programming, and and the other thing that I don't really consider this much of his fault. But the other thing that he that I did expect with him being up there, I didn't expect him. I did expect him to bring more talent over, like. We saw, if you saw the news yesterday, a lot of people, a lot of people resigned with AEW. A lot of people that Triple H was interested in bringing over to WWE, i.e. Kenny Omega. Now, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at the fact that he couldn't get the elite over. Jay White. Jay White's another big Buck, one. The Bucks. Aussie, Aussie Open, another one. I, now, I'm not necessarily mad at him that he couldn't get that talent over, but. The only people we really brought back are the people that Vince fired before he had to step down. And I know, and, and I know he, and I feel all like he just babies. Yes, all, all the babies. You're right. He just wanted to bring it back because he did. He's because he's feel like he they didn't go out on their terms or his terms at least. But now you have the same problem that I said that AEW has, and I think it's still the other problem. You have a lot of very good wrestlers, a lot of very talented wrestlers, but there's no, but you don't have enough airtime throughout the week to let them all get some shine. You don't. We see the same people consistently on each show. Sometimes we'll get a little something different. Like, let's just go for example. Shasi is a great example. Shasi really didn't get really don't be getting a lot of time. She get time then she takes time off. But she was a tag team with Tegan Knox. They went on this nice little winning streak of all these matches. Whatever the hell there's a lot of start and stop pushes. There's a lot of hot and cold going on. Yes. It's the start and stop. And that's a problem. And now you have to, and now you're, and now you're rocking. You're stunting their momentum. 
Right. They're stunting their growth as stars. Like they're superstars, but they can be like actual stars if you let them. And maybe, like, you know, part of it is the performer's fault, maybe. But it's like we haven't seen enough to where they can be given an opportunity to actually prove to us whether they're it or not. It's just and, a lot of just coasting. And it, it scares me. It, it scares me because for me, there's two big names at NXT that, in my opinion, just my honest opinion, need to be caught up to the main roster right now. I know they won't. I know they still have things to do in NXT. But I like to call it to the main roster now because they are both future stars. I think you know who I'm talking about, too. Braun Breaker, easily. That's been, like, long overdue. Long overdue. overdue. And Carmella Hayes. These are two. He's got to lose the title. Let him him rock out with the title. He has to lose the title. No doubt. That's That's another 2025 Royal Rumble. Like, 2025 Royal Rumble. Yeah. I know he's not gonna get caught up soon, but I'm just saying if there are two people that could that could get caught up right now, it would be those two. But I'm nervous for them Absolutely. to get caught up, especially for Carmelo Hayes, because I don't want him to get stuck in just a mid-card scene. Because this man is not a mid-card type of athlete. Yeah, he might be the size of a mid-carder. He he's, probably, he's the size of a ricochet, but the man matches with the best of them. Did you see his last match with Illy Dragon? Yes. Yeah. Come on, like come on. Dude. Speaking of man. Trick Williams. Do you see that North American championship in his future? He's his own man now. Dominic is a heel. We love Trick. I feel like that will be well deserved. It's the visual of the two of them. Or is there someone else who's like, who should cut in front? Big Wesley gets his back. But he, he can do, you know, better things than that now. I think I think Wesley I think Wesley is done with the North American title. I want to yeah. see him Melo Hayes feud, especially after what happened on Tuesday on NXT when they were beefing at the end. I would like to see that feud happen. Nice little nice little feud. I don't think they should turn Wesley Hill. They might be going that way because of the attitude as of lately. They could. I don't necessarily think he's They could do that as well. Again, I'm not sure. I I could Trick Williams I think is a good candidate to take the North American title, but he's still a raw project now. He's, he has a lot of talent, and he has a lot of potential, but he's still he's still really raw. Now, I'll give him props. He, he can talk on the mic. I will give him his props. He can talk on the mic, and I'm not mad at that. But I've, but a couple, I've watched a couple of his matches when he on the occasional times he does wrestle. He's okay. He still needs to develop, though, but he's just okay. So I feel like once he gets his in-ring work down then just a little bit better, then you can start thinking about putting him in that title seat. No doubt I want him to do good. No doubt. And – Hopefully, I never had to see one of them turn hill on one another because you cannot break no. up the don't break up the trick melodies. Don't do that, no. please. Like that's not necessary in every pairing, every tag. Like they're not even a proper tag team. They're just a pairing. Like they're just best friends. Like they're brothers. Like they because you know WWE, they just love it. They just have like they just have a thing for just breaking up tag teams and factions that don't need to be broken up or not. You know, as soon as they're broken up. Like I said, if you want so to do that, don't do it. Hands right. on. I don't want them to do it. Not at all. I don't want them to. I want them to just coexist. The way they handled that was perfect, honestly. Like, and it's logical. It's like, bro, like, I'm proud of you. You're NXT champion. Like, you're my dog and you're on the top of the world. But, you know, what about me? I got to do my thing, too. So I'm not hating on you. 
I'm gonna just do me and still support you from a distance. Like I love that. I love how they played that. No, it's, it's cool, and he's about to get a few Ilya Dragunov, so yeah. we're gonna see how he does against that. Now Carmelo Hayes, he he put on one hell of a show. I I don't know if Trick Williams could do that yet. So I think Dragunov's got the tough task of making sure Trick Williams gets over, it, even if he loses. He's got to get him over. And Ilya will be okay for a long run. Because when Carmelo eventually gets caught up, there's going to be a bit of a vacuum there. And Ilya could be a guy who can win that NXT championship in the future. He's been NXT United Kingdom champion. Why not? That's true. So. They got some decisions to make, but. So, I mean, mean, in your evaluation for Hunter, for Paul, I mean, what kind of a grade overall would you give him? Like, letter grade? I'll give him a B minus. It hasn't, it's been good. I can't say it, it hasn't been bad. It hasn't been bad. But it easily be a B plus or A minus. I mean, Cody Rhodes, that would have given him an A minus. That would have given him an A minus if Cody had beat Roman. I get the thousand days, and I get that it's still Roman story and still about to tell with the family, but that can be done without the title. It's possible. That could still, it probably wouldn't main event, but it'll be, you know, second to last. But it's just Roman and it's. His world and we're living in it, so Cody didn't happen. But no. if you had gave us the tag team match and then Cody back to back nights, two feel good stories back to back, that would have been a great mania. I mean, it was great. It was great regardless, but though. I, I, you know, I'm going to just take everything you say and I agree with everything you say in a B minus, but I'm going to bump it to a B plus for me personally, just for the fact that he's getting these premium live events, these pay per views out of the country and he's tapping into these international markets and he gave us that so for that everything you said was valid but i just want to give him a little tick up just for the fact that he's able to get us into Puerto Rico and into the uk for these premium live events because these crowds have been amazing even saudi arabia and you know there's a lot of controversy there but you know that's been an ongoing thing you know vince he kind of ushered that in with that contract, but still just to keep going over there and keep having good shows, like, because some of these Vince-led Saudi shows have been they weren't good. The last couple Saudi shows have been passable. They have been pretty good shows. So to have that momentum going, you know, backlash in the PR, money in bank in the UK, I'll give them, I'll give them a little pass for that. I throw my mulligan, but the booking overall, especially within the women's division, has been less than ideal. It hasn't been terrible. It hasn't been outright. It hasn't been WCW 2000 terrible. Like, but it's, it's it hasn't. It's not desirable either. It could be a lot better. So, you know, that's that. Real quick, because we do have some uh, other business to get to tonight. We got another episode to record, so. SummerSlam. Let's go over these matches real quick. You want to go over every match and just do, you know, a quick prediction for each one, and then maybe, you know, for like the big four matches on the card, we can kind of go a little more in depth. That's all good. Go. Okay, so Battle Royal. It's 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 kind of an obvious choice. There's only one choice to win this match. It better be LA Knight. You gotta do something. Okay. 
gotta give him some. I mean, come on now. So, don't don't this up. I'll say big five matches. This is for like five matches on this card. Every card, every match on the card is, is like an important match. Like none of these are like restroom break, except for maybe the Battle Royal, but that'll probably start the show. So can't really can't really call it bathroom break. But every every match in this card is very very strong. So Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler. That's not one of the matches, but it's a pretty important match. That's next up. It's a quick. Winner is pretty obvious again. It's better be Shayna. Yeah, I mean Thanks. Ronda, she's on her way up. Yeah, do your best friend, your in real life, you know, best friend favor, and you know, do the job. If, I know we're I know we're not gonna take too much time with this, but the only thing that I've just been confused about this is I'm not sure who they're trying to make the face out of this. I I mean I mean because after Shayna turned on Ronda, it seemed like the first week. They wanted to make Ronda the face, but then everybody would start cheering for Shayna's promo. But then the week after that, Shayna was doing her heelish tactics, but then Ronda yeah. started doing heelish tactics. I'm just confused. They 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 want Ronda to be the face. That's the problem. It's just she's not <laughs> in the eyes of the people. Promo so. Ronda, then we can like you more. We know you can wrestle. Yeah. Oh. Cut a we promo. Know what she's done. We know what she's done in NXT. She's one of Triple H's babies. She doesn't look like one, but she is. I mean, she kind of made somewhat of a name in MMA, but when she got to NXT, like, we kind of all like, oh, this is Shayna Baszler. Okay. And then they never took that momentum to the main roster. They gave her bits and pieces, but it was never sustained. Like, the beginning of 2020, was like, those first three months, four months of 2020, was like her peak on the main roster. She got no singles championships out of her run. So just give her something. We know she's not going to get really any much after this. She could be, you know, a good opponent for, I believe she's on SmackDown, so a great opponent for, you know, Asuka or whoever wins that triple threat match. She'd be a good, you know, be pay-per-view, you know, opponent. But what about Rhea? They got history, too. Revisit yeah. that. And that would be a great match, a very physical match. Shayna could really be like, I want to avenge the loss I took from you. Like that type of match where, like, they got red welts all over their backs and their shoulders and their chests. Like, that type of, like, physical match. Like, what was that? Why not? And they're capable of doing that, too. All right. But uh, moving on is our first championship match of just four. Uh, Drew McIntyre challenging Gunther. Another match that's going to have welts. Everywhere. There's going to be slaps, there's going to be chops, there's going to be kicks, there's going to be punches, there's going to be bombs. That's my sleeper pick for match of the night. That's my dark it, it, Would not be surprised if it surpassed the main event. Both world title matches. I wouldn't be surprised if that, that's going to be... That's going to be an ass whooping. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see that. That was going, that was going to be fun to see. No, this match is pretty hard to call. It's pretty tough to call because it's like, yeah, Gunther seems like the obvious choice because, like, yeah, let him break their honky-tonk man's record. But the record doesn't have to be broken. It would be nice to see Gunther break it and have him just be, like, the standard bearer of the Intercontinental Championship moving forward. But 
doesn't have to be broken. Like this is something that Drew could win. He hasn't been Intercontinental Champion for a very long time. He's been WWE Champion twice, and it, he could, you know, win another world title. But this is not his time right now for that. Like we have guys in that spot. We have to. We have our champions that we need, and we have our, you know, future contenders for those titles. So, you know, sorry, Drew, not enough space. But give him the IC title. He just came back at Money in the Bank. You kind of have to keep that going. And, of course, if he loses to Gunta in a great match, he's going to still look strong. But it's like, now what do we do? What do you do with Drew McIntyre? So you can't just have him drift to the wayside. Gunther, he loses the title. He can just go berserk. Like, he can just be like, look, I can be a world champion, but the IC title is my baby and I'm not finished with it yet. You can go berserk. You can get like a rematch or two out of this. And then Hooper finally just walks away and he just focuses his sights on Iron World Champion. I I feel like I, I do agree with everything you said. I feel like this one of those matches where it's not it's really a win win because again, I'm we're not gonna be mad at the outcome. As long as cause we all know. It's going to be a wild match. So we're not really mad at the outcome. You can go either ways. Now, obviously, um, I know you've been a big advocate for having Gunther break the Hockey Talks record. Who, by the way, he just beat the he beat Macho it, Man. But he doesn't have to. He beat the he beat Ranger Savage's record. He just passed that. Passed him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he is top three. And now he is in the top three of longest range with the IC title, which is great. But you're right, though. If Drew loses... What's next? That's a big question. Mm-hmm. Now I, I can't tell you. Uh, Cody Rhodes feud takes Zayn around. He could just be another guy that just jumps Cody Rhodes for no reason because he. I don't know. It'll make kind of it'll kind of make sense because he lost his match. He has nothing to do. He has no championships. So like, just take it out on this guy. But then he'll lose that feud too. So it's like. Here you go. That, that, that's something mm-hmm. I figure out. But it's kind of slippery with him right now. Yeah, but we can wait. I want to get through Saturday. Now, what Saturday's best to be fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, another match that could potentially steal. I don't think they'll give him. That's the problem. I don't think they'll give him enough time to be able to do that. I feel like it's going to be about 10 to 15 minutes. But Ricochet versus Logan Paul. For your, your flippers and divers, for your those enthusiasts out there, this is the match for you. For our spot monkeys, you know, this, this is your match for your high flying fans. This is gonna be a little crazy. This match is the definition of hit or miss. This yeah. is either gonna, this is either going to be a very good match or a very bad. Figuratively and literally, because that money in the bank spot was, oof. yeah, prices averted. It was it a was. nice spot, but oh my god, they've had two viral moments. They had the viral moment at um. The Royal Rumble, which was great, and then the viral moment that Monday. was a hit, and Money in the Bank was a near miss. I mean, it, it was a near miss, but it was still a great. It was still a. It, it was. was still viral. Yeah, so, it still so, it did its job. Yeah. This is the, they're gonna get the time to see how they go. I'm excited because we both know that they're very athletic when they're in the ring. I'm excited. And, and this feels like a match that we we think Logan Paul needs to win. He's lost his last four on pay per view. He he he's got another name. I don't think Logan Paul really needs to win any match because he draws. He he because he, he already 
It's going to be like, all right, well, this guy's just going to lose the game. I know the outcome. Like, yeah, he puts on great matches, but he always loses, so who cares? I feel like this will be, like, a bit of a bummer for the fans. Like, dang, like, you like Ricochet. And, you know, it can kind of just build his heat stock a little bit. Build his heel status a little bit. So, I don't know. I mean, it could, but I, I want to see a problem with it if Logan Paul loses. Cause he gets over, cause he gets over every time. Cause I mean, he, he gets he gets over regardless. And and again, he put in every match he's been in has been good, at, at least good. So, and he always looks to have like an insane spot in each of his matches. Like he just has, cause he's that kind of guy. He just has to have the viral moment. He has to be the one who's getting all the headlines, YouTube clips. Cause he's Mr. YouTube. Like he's he's little Paul. He's box office. That's his thing. So yeah. I, I, I'm trying to think of what crazy spot they could do, like a shooting star press onto like the announce table. Like that's like the craziest thing I can think of. Like, because we saw the Royal Rumble spot where they collided into each other. We saw the you know Spanish Fly money bank. Uh, just do his regular frog, just do his regular frog splash through the table and have him record himself. I like that. That that's cool. Well, we've seen it already. I mean, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing it again. Or like this time, like he'll miss. And you know, crash and burn, and then it looked like he'll lose, and then someone interferes, and then he just picks up a heel win. I don't know. But that match is definitely gonna be hit or miss. Sure. It will. Hopefully, you hit. I'm predicting a hit. Hopefully. Um, but up next, second championship match: Asuka defending her women's undisputed women's her WWE women's undisputed championship against Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair, who once again finds herself in a triple threat match for a title that she doesn't need to be in. Sorry, but she doesn't. But she's in it, and we, we know it's going to be a good match, but who wins is, like, the tricky part here, because let I can all three of them. I could, but let Oski keep it. She should, but I can see it. Maybe not so much more Bianca because you want to build that babyface storyline, kind of build her up like you know the underdog comeback story. Or and, you know, because they already did a storyline. Turn her heel. I mean, I know it's I know it's I know it's going to be a rash decision to make, but would be a good time. Would be a good time to do that. And she could be like, oh, Charlotte. Since you were in the match, you're the reason why I lost. If it was a one-on-one match, I would have won the championship. Da, 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 da. She turns heel on Charlotte because Asuka escapes the title. That'll set up Asuka and EO Sky maybe in the future in the fall. Or have Asuka just face just anybody to hold her over until that feud. Because that could be WrestleMania too, those two. Because you thought that might be yeah. SummerSlam, but they're saving it. So if it's not SummerSlam, it should be WrestleMania for well, those two he- women. What if EO Cash is in this summer? Because that's always an option. That's always an option. It feels like if I don't know. I just want to see. I just want to see a woman hold that briefcase for a long time. And it would be badass if she just said, "You know what? Screw it. I'm gonna hold on to this bad boy, and I'm not gonna, you know, just you know, challenge you whenever you know you're weak and I can just get an easy win because it's a triple threat match, so anything can happen. But She's like, she just holds it. She holds the briefcase. I'm like, I want the main event of WrestleMania. 
I'm going to take this, bypass the Royal Rumble, and I'm going to cash in main event night one or just on a marquee match on either night. And I want the, you know, undisputed title. And I want Oscar to be the champion. If Bianca can hold the belt for a year, Oscar can hold the belt for almost a year. Why not? And then you have uh, Charlotte and Bianca do their thing. She turns heel on Charlotte. Charlotte turns babyface. And that's a feud. See? Look, you have a lot of women's feuds in your lap, man. It's true. Especially on SmackDown. There's no excuse for SmackDown. That roster is stacked for the women. They still need to start that Bailey Shotzi feud. Like, come on, you got Bailey over there, you got Shotzi, like, come on now. They better do something with it. They better do something. So, so Asuka feels like a consensus choice to win this match. And a lot of these matches do seem kind of predictable in terms of who should win. But if you just make us care about in the match, if you give us a compelling story within the match, give them ample time, I don't care. Like, predictable is a good thing because it's just stuff that just needs to happen. And we know it needs to happen, so it better happen. So, you know, speaking of, moving on, rubber match. Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar. They each got one over on each other. You know, but we know who needs to win this feud. It's simple. It's the story. He's got to finish the story, and in order to finish the story, he's got to get through these chapters, so... One of those chapters is Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar doesn't need this win. Doesn't need it. Brock can lose like three pay-per-view matches in a row and he'll beat Brock freaking Lesnar. Doesn't matter. His name is is the ticket. It's the draw. He's still a draw. He can keep doing this forever long he wants because he only does it four or five times a year at tops. So, I mean, he's good. He doesn't have to win this feud. Cody Rhodes, fairly simple. Now, did they give him enough time? Did they give us, like, a good match is the question. Because this isn't a lot to be a good match. But it should be. I want, I, and it I should expect- have a stipulation. This should be a stip. This should be a Hell in a Cell match. You've seen it with, with Seth Rollins already. I get it. But this is a Hell in a Cell match. Period. At SummerSlam, like, come on. Come on. If not on the cell, maybe a stretcher match, maybe bull rope, maybe something. Get rid of the extreme rules pay per view, make it an extreme rules match. You could do that. Give us something. That's what I'm saying. Like on its own, just as a regular one on one, it could be a good match. It's not a guarantee that it will be. But I hope so. Because, you know, Brock, he works best with the smaller guys, and Cody is kind of like in that in-between between, you know, the AJ Styles and the Daniel Bryans of the world, and then you have your, your Roman Reigns and your Samoa Joes and Braun Strowman's. Like, so, Cody kind of fits like right in the middle of that. But he needs to win. Bottom line, whether it's a great match or not, he got to win. That's just end of story. He's finished the story. End of story. Moving on, our co-main event, our first of two men's world championship matches. Seth Rollins defends the title against Finn Balor for the World Heavyweight Championship. Seth has been champion for about a good two months plus now. 
So, I mean, wouldn't be mad if he retained, but I feel like this is a match that Finn Balor needs to win for him. This is his last chance to really mean something, bro, honestly. To me, at least. And I'm like, I'm a Finn fan. But he's got to win this match to matter. He, like, he lost, he's lost his last two Demon matches to Roman and Edge. He lost to Edge at Hell in a Cell as a Demon. Why is the Demon losing in Hell in a Cell to a 50-year-old? With all due respect to a Hall of Famer. So he's got he's to win a world title. And it fits in perfectly with the ongoing storyline that he has right now. Yes, but, but, it, what if, but just because he wins doesn't mean he's going to finish the night with a world title. So what if... No. So but that, 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 okay, that, that's cool, though. Even if he doesn't get a long title reign, either way, he has to win the match, whether you want to cash in that night or have him draw it out throughout the fall and build that tension. Either way, Finn has to win the match. He got to get his link back in summer. Like, he won that first match at SummerSlam, but we know what happened during the match. He's got to get his look back. He was never the same after that shoulder injury. Never the same. He never got back to that spot. You can do that. This is the last chance, in my opinion, unless he wins the Royal Rumble miraculously, which he won't. So if not, if not now, when will Finn Balor ever be world champion again? Even if it's just for a night again, and that'll add to his story personally. Because damn, it happened to him again. But even then, it's it's compelling. It's something. You know what I'm saying? Like so. That's fair. How do you feel it going? Do you think Seth Rollins keep this going as world champion? And he'll have a great future. Uh, he'll have a great reign if he does. Now, this this might be the most, I don't know, because I feel like this this match can go live. Like you said, there's always the outcome of Finn wins, and then possibly Damian cashes in on Finn that night, because we've already seen the tension happen from time to time, like we saw in Raw. Uh, Seth could win. Damien could try to cash in on Seth and Finn breaks it up. Because he says, no, I want to be the one to take it away from him. Not you. Seth wins. Escapes. That's also very compelling. Yeah, Seth wins and just escapes before that happens, which is also a possible just, outcome. I like that, but there's just one problem with that. It will waste the briefcase again. Just, no, no. He could try to cash in, but not but not actually do so, it. So, so the, he, the match doesn't, it's not official? No official nah. match? Okay, no. all right, never mind. All right, so I like that then. Because I'm like, you can't waste that briefcase again, man. That has to be no, a successful no, no. cash in. Like that. So and that's I can all. See Damian winning that belt, too. So that's also a possibility. And in that way, Damian can still keep the briefcase, get through his feud with Finn Balor, and, can't, and still have and still be able to cast the joint night on whoever the champion is, whether it be Seth or somebody else. Nine times out of ten, probably Seth if he wins the match, but no. They have a couple ways of go, doing it. Now, who I want to win, I'll be honest, I don't really care because I would like to see Damian Priest cash in. I would like to see a SummerSlam cash in. I would like to. So, I honestly don't care. Who, though? I don't care. Either one. As long as Damian cashes in. Yeah. That's valid. And now, I think I think the more dramatic scene would be if you cash in on Finn. <laughs> of course, that yeah. Would be a I'd be like, oh! That's the cinema that I want to see, so I'm going to be mad at that. But he was still going to pop if he won the world title, even if he beat Seth Rollins. I think he's still going to pop. I don't think it really matters. 
No. And then what you can do with Seth is like, I mean, he'll have a feud, maybe hold him over with this Joe Schmo. Maybe he'll try to get some rematches or something. But you could have Damian cash in on whoever, or maybe have Finn win it and have him hold the belt for a month or two, and then Damian does this, the swerve and catches in on him, and then have Seth take the title off Damian. So whether Damian wins it at SummerSlam or not, have Seth take it back from him, maybe at the Royal Rumble or sometime on the road to WrestleMania, and Seth can drop the belt to Gunther or maybe at LA Knight. Yeah, that's, that's also possible. Because why not have Seth be the first two-time champion? I mean, why not? Pat his stats. He patted Charlotte's stats, past Seth's stats. He's earned it. That's true. You could do that. And then Damien, Damien gets his rub. Finn gets his moment at SummerSlam. And then Seth ultimately gets the belt back. And then he can pass the torch to someone else. He can do all that in a span of, what, six, seven months? He could do that. That's and it's not really hot potato. I mean, they're all getting a couple more rings. They're not, you know, dropping a belt week after week. You know, it's not completely hot potato. So, that's valid. That's fair. But uh, let's let's move on to this main event. It's going to be... It's going to be emotional. It's going to be cinema. You're talking about cinema. This is, this is cinema. Just peak personified. Like, this is a movie. And tribal combat. I don't even know if you can call it a a match. It's just tribal combat. But it's sanctioned. And it's for the WWE Undisputed Universal Heavyweight title. Roman Reigns. 1,000 plus days. He's creeping up on 1,100. 1,100 days as world champion. One-on-one with Little Cuz. Jey Uso. Main event. Jey Uso. You can call him main event Jey Uso. Because he is the main event of SummerSlam. And a main event of WrestleMania, but this Saturday he's the main event of SummerSlam. Who wins? Who should win? What's going on? You know how I felt about Roman Reigns his entire reign. You know how I do. You know that I was a fan, even though I was conflicted. You know I was a fan of him winning at WrestleMania when a lot of people weren't. Cody, I was a fan of it because I was like, cool, he gets his thousand rings, what's he earned? The storyline, I've been a fan of him being Sami Zayn, all these competitors, but I've always said, I've always said, if somebody had to beat him for the title, or if there was somebody to make those titles, or a title now, because there's only one now, yeah, it must, it needs to be James so. I've never, during this whole reign, wanted Roman Reigns to lose so badly like I do right now. He's had a couple opportunities where it's like, yeah, this this could be it. You know, McIntyre, Clash of the Castle. Yep. Maybe John Cena, Samuel Sam 2021, maybe, probably not. I think think Edge Money in the Bank, close one. Edge Money in the Bank. I, I didn't see that one personally, but I knew it would be a great match. It was, you know, it was all a- those Brock matches, like WrestleMania. Maybe, you know, this past WrestleMania, that was the biggest opportunity right there. Maybe Sami Zayn in, Mon- in Montreal would have been the upset of the century. Definitely. So, you know, this is another one of those moments where it's like, 
this you could potentially see the belt come off of Roman's shoulders finally. I was probably not going to happen again. I am not going to hear anything negative. I don't care what people think. I don't care what the majority thinks. I am going with Jay Uso. It Full has stop, to. He's your guy. And like you guys were saying for for WrestleMania, how it was the perfect moment for Cody to win. This is the perfect moment for Jay Bro, to this win. This is literally three years in the making. SummerSlam to SummerSlam. Roman came back at SummerSlam, 2020. This is three the- years. Literally three years. This whole storyline started in the Thunderdome, SummerSlam, 2020, with that spear on the Fiend. We started with that spear on the Fiend all the way to now. Three years. So, the thought, like, you know, I don't know, man. He's got the thousand-day mark already. Yes, Cody has to finish the story, but it's his cousin. Is it nepotism in the workplace? Technically, sure, whatever. Who cares? If not now, then it'll never be Jey Uso. Never. This is his only opportunity to be a world champion. But my big concern with that is, what do you do next? I don't care. You've had months to what think do about. You do? You've had months to think about what the bloodline storyline will look like <laughs> after it ends. You better have. Is a it, is, do you do you do a Jimmy feud? Maybe he's jealous. Do a solo feud. I mean, they have. I mean, they had. I mean, Jimmy and Jay have said that they wouldn't mind a feud against each other. I don't know if they would want to do it as a, somebody be a protagonist. I like that's inevitable too. Whether whether or not you know Jay wins this match, and maybe that's the catalyst him not winning because of Jimmy. That is a possibility. Jimmy might. I don't know why he do that. That's a possibility too. Because that would be like a huge like rush. Like you you don't have to rush that. But that if you want the shock value, if you want the shock value, because every Roman match ends with interference of some kind. So who else will interfere? You know Sobel's going to be out there. You know Jimmy's going to come out there, take care of him, turn around, kick his brother in the face. I don't know. He might actually kick Roman first. And then kick Jay and then put Roman over Jay. Like he's like, I don't like you, but I don't want my brother to win either. So he's like gonna place Roman's arm to... over uh Jay's chest and that'll be the count. I don't know. He could, he could also Honestly, if Roman's gonna win, Roman should win clean. If Roman's gonna win this match, he better win clean. I'm tired of the interference, honestly. But I know tribal combat is gonna be some I wonder if any of the elders will show up. I highly doubt it. They're kind of up there in age. They don't want to get on that flight that freaking the trade of all places. No offense. You know, maybe Rikishi shows up. It would be funny. Maybe if Umaga was still with us, you know, he, he'd be involved somehow. Him and Solo. I don't know. But speaking of, you know, comebacks and returns and stuff, each SummerSlam has kind of seemed like a big return in the last three years. You know, we've seen Becky Lynch come back. We've seen Brock come back. We've seen Roman come back. We've seen all the NXT girls come back last year. I mean, 2023, 
Could we get our big return? I don't know who. I, feel, I mean, there's one name. It's one name that comes to mind. We talked about it earlier. Triple H and his babies, you know, and there's one girl who really didn't get her fair share when she was on the main roster. She left the company. Maybe she comes back at SummerSlam. I think you know who I'm talking about. I gotta know. Kyrie Sane. I would love, 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 love to see her come back. If we're talking about people who could take the title from Oscar or even from the EO Sky, because she's the briefcase holder, so she's going to win that title, either one. Kyrie Sane would be an amazing WrestleMania match for either one of those girls. It's true. I don't no, see that personally. There's another name I've heard of. But if he came back, let me hear it. Randy Orton, yeah, back. Maybe, maybe not in like a full time capacity. Maybe not like, you know, he sets up a match or something. But if I can just get a segment with him, he's RKO somebody. Come on, yep. man, that would be great. That would get a huge pop. If so, let's just say, if, yo, 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 hold on, let me cook. Let me fantasy book. What happened? Fantasy book. Where? Let's say Matt Riddle's in the final four of this battle royal, right? Or he's in the final three, and he has a chance to win it, and then Randy just comes out of nowhere and just, like, splat, RKO, throws him out. That's that's just out of left field fantasy booking, but I just wanted to put that out there into the world that maybe that's how Randy comes back as a heel, even if he'll get a huge pop, but he'll do a heelish thing. Or just have him come out and just, you know, RKO smite in a random segment. Get big baby face pop. That would also work. Yeah. I was gonna say I do, I would just like to say RKO one more time. That's all I want. Really? For real though. I, like, I, know, I know his back. It's, it's, it's killed his back over the years. But I know. it's such he a beautiful move, man. He can't go out like that. He can't. He has to go out on his own terms. Even if exactly. even if the beginning of the end for him. We all know this is probably the end for him. He can't go out like that. I need to see. I need to see a couple more RKO before he before he hangs the boots up. Again. Like I need the RKO to kind of be like what the stunner has been the last couple of decades, where it's just like it's just something fun to see. You know, it's like it kills Steve Austin's back whenever he used to do that. His tailbone used to always drop to the mat, but you know, like it's just a fun move to see. Yes, you'll never is. get you'll never get tired of seeing it. Austin just stunning somebody. Just for no reason. It could be just the most random segment. Or it could be something that's set up as like a story. Either way, it's just a fun thing to see. So the RKO can just be that thing where Randy just comes out, gets appearance, just, just RKO somebody. Yeah. Out of nowhere, too. Like, don't even set it up. Just have it like, literally come out of the clear blue sky. <laughs> just RKO somebody. I would like, like that. I've heard that he could probably... If he was to return, he could show up after the Jay Roman match. I'm assuming that Roman wins, which I hope doesn't happen. And RKO Roman, I wouldn't mind that either. But again, Ooh. I don't care because that for a Roman Reigns, because I don't think he's, I don't think Randy's challenged him on his reign. Nope. He's like one of the few guys who he hasn't faced in this current reign. So, ooh. he hasn't. But I don't care because Jay Uso is winning that title. Nobody's telling me anything different. Bro, it's been Jay Uso's time. 
I would love to see it, but I just don't. So when it happens, don't be don't say I didn't tell you so. Well, I'm. I'll, I'll well, give you your flowers if you get it right, but I just don't see it personally. Again, I've, I've brought this up before. Because we're actually on FanDuel, I'm hammering the Roman money line. It'll be at it's going to be at like minus two fifty, maybe one fifty. Either way, um, being game Roman, it's the easiest bet. I'm sorry, but look, if Jay wins, I'll be thoroughly shocked and I'll be thoroughly happy with it. I'll just ponder where they what they, what they do with them next. But cross that bridge. That bridge and get to it. Um, any final thoughts on SummerSlam or on the ladies being left off SummerSlam that one night? I'm, all I can say is, even though this show, a lot of bad things about Paul, and I mean everything I said, I'm very excited for Saturday. Saturday is going. Yeah. Saturday is going to be a move. I expect I it to be a, at least a good pay per view, if not a great one. Oh. At least a good one. It's SummerSlam. It can't be bad. Exactly. Or worse. Absolutely I, not. I expect to go. I expect to watch it on my flat screen and be very excited. I'm, I have a lot of high hopes for SummerSlam. So I want it to be a good show. For what it is, I want it to be a good show. And let's go, main, and let's go main event Uso. In other words, stadiums now, it's basically WrestleMania summer. That's basically what it is. It's WrestleMania summer. They're in stadiums now. It's, it's become that marquee. It's always been a marquee event, but it's become that big now to where it's like, oh, it's your second WrestleMania. It's not two nights, so that's the distinction. WrestleMania will be the only show that gets two nights. Maybe SummerSlam needs two nights because they're leaving big names off the card, so maybe they just don't have enough space. I don't know, but nevertheless, should be a good match, a good card with the eight matches that we have on the card. So with that being said, I'm John Wooten, your host tonight. Joined by It's your boy Chris. We signing out, man. We are signing out. We got more stuff to record, so we have a busy very we have a very busy week here on the podcast. But as always, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. We're pumping out videos. Hit that bell. Be notified whenever we upload a new episode. But for now, this is episode one, two, three, one hundred and twenty-three. We're signing out. Peace.